Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Fanboys. Tomek, it's been too long. You and I haven't seen each other in probably two weeks or three weeks, which is very unusual for us. Usually we see each other at least once every every week or two weeks because we're walking buddies and hanging buddies. But life has been crazy in my neck of the woods. And uh, so, but we absolutely needed to record an episode because we have this coming week, the World Championships, We've got some stuff we want to cover from what has been going on in the last, what, three weeks or a month or so since we last recorded. And then we want to do mostly a preview of the World Championships. We have no idea how long this episode is going to be, but it's probably going to be longer than the average one. Hopefully you'll sit through this. Um, I figure we'll probably be an hour, maybe an hour and a half. Who knows? I've got to be off um, within an hour and 45 minutes because I have a meeting, but I don't think we'll go that long. So that'll be our limit, right, T? How are you doing? <laughs> hey, Steve. Hey, everyone. And yeah, you're right. I mean, it's it's like with, with track events, you know, sometimes there are like three in a, in a week and then two weeks, not, not track events, you know, this is the same hour recordings. But I am as excited as you are for the for the upcoming world championships. And I, I, I mean, it's it's gonna be 10 days and every day is the action. I've been kind of looking at the schedule and, and the fact that it's, you know, here in America for the first time, um, outdoor championships and, and uh, you know, kind of our time zone. And, and so it's, it's gonna be exciting. Yeah, for sure. So that's what I thought we could do is um, just kind of do a overall rehash of highlights of the last few weeks for each of us um, based on, on sort of setting up what we would call preview for the world championships right and then we can kind of then go into i was thinking we could do men's and women's eight in our preview we can do men's we'll do men's and women's eight men's and women's 15 men's and women's five men's and women's 10 and maybe discussion of the marathon because we both have some exciting things about all those and then um i think that'll give us a pretty good range and we'll, we may not be systematic in our approach we may jump from place to place but generally what we hope to do is just give you the big highlights of thinking about each of those races and um, and what we're excited to see. And maybe, I don't know, I wasn't, I didn't make any predictions. I didn't write that down any predictions, but maybe make some loose predictions on some things or maybe kind of grill each other a little bit on what we think will happen. If we think that the things will play out differently if we have that point of view. So I think what I'll do to get started was I rewatched the Stockholm Diamond League the other day because I had a little window of time waiting for Kristen and Max to get home and man, we have been plugging and going pro women's eight this whole season because it looks like it's going to be epic. And the Stockholm women's 800 was absolutely shocking. We saw this woman, Mary Mariah, Mora, Mora, I think you say her name. She's in the Kenyan and she absolutely shocked Keely Hutchinson, who we expected to be if not the, probably not the favorite, but definitely a head-to-head -head between um, she and, of course, um, uh, yeah, yeah, and so it's, it, but I don't think anybody was expecting the Kenyan woman to jump in, and she beat Kaylee pretty handedly. Kaylee made a lot of really bad decisions in that race. She poorly positioned. She did. She got boxed in before the first 400. Stayed kind of boxed in all the way through um, about at least 550, almost 600. And finally, about 600 got out. 
but she tried to do some gear changes. And by that time, the Kenyan Mary was gone and did not, and just shut the door over that last 150. In fact, I think Mary might be more of a challenger to Ajay um, and to, uh, why am I blanking on her name? My brain is <laughs> a thing more. A thing. Why am I? Wow, it's crazy. And I think, I mean, I think it, 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 I was, I was like, so now we have four. I have, I'm like, I'm, there are four, I think, who are definitely going to be in play, especially because we saw, we saw Ajay Wilson really show up at the U.S. Championships. I think we mentioned that before, but she had a great U.S. Championships, ran a thing all the way to the line. I think I had to actually stumble to get a win against um, Ajay. So I think we've now got four contenders. Everybody in that final will probably go under 158. My guess is the race will stay very, very fast. It's, it's a, thing's, a thing's best interest for it to be fast. And I think now, whereas before I would have had um, Hutchinson sort of in the position of being, um, you know, in for the win, I'm actually playing her now in third or fourth position. I think a thing and Ajay looked better at the U.S. champs than either of the two. And I just don't think that Mora is going to hold through. I think the world championships could be a different level for her. So um, anyway, do you watch that race? What were your reflections on that Stockholm 800? So many good points, Stephen. Yes, exactly. And you know what? I think, well, let, let me start. Yes. When I saw Keely, Keely uh, at that meet, I immediately thought, oh my gosh, she already submit, submit herself to, to Mary. And she, from the very beginning, she was not in a race. She was not with authority. She was not dominating Keely. Um, she, I guess, was intimidating. Maybe hearing what what did she, what what Mary did, which she beat uh, Keep Faith Kipiegon in the Kenyan trials, and then won at 400 meters in like 50 seconds the next day. So, all in all, I think that was the best thing would happen to Keely. You know, she realized, hey. If I want to be on the top game, there is no, you know, doubting in myself. There is no, uh, you know, not being this one with authority, going to the front and doing what you do best. So, you know, it's, I, I agree. Uh, uh, I think and Ajay look way better. But if this is the best thing that would happen to Keely, who knows what's going to happen, right? And then I agree. Only I know is Mary because she's so new. So if she, you know, she might be, who knows? She may not even qualify to the final, you know, as far as we know. Nobody really knows what happened. You know, with 800 is such a, such a close thing, uh, event that, uh, yeah, everyone has to figure out what's the best for them. Let's say, I think, going fast, and I will pull probably three, four of them, right? And then who knows? But then, but then again, so <laughs> that makes everything more exciting than, 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 well, you know, than we thought. Yeah, and Mary, the one thing that's that that's really interesting here, though, where we think, I mean, I guess now we're already doing an 800 preview, right? Here we are. <laughs> we, we lay our plans and then we just go wherever we go. We might as well just lean into a preview because I think we could spend 30 minutes on this event alone by itself. But I just think you're going to see in the final, you're going to see Mary go to the front. And I think you're going to see Keely and Ajay sit back and you're going to see a thing and Mary go off the front. And I think Mary will probably do most of the work. I mean, even in, in that Stockholm 800, she 
she actually got in a weird position and almost fell down as that pacer tried to get in front of Mary. I mean, she's a 50 point quarter miler. And, you know, a thing Mo is too, she's a 49 point. Ajay is probably 50, 51, but Keeley's not quite that fast as they are. So I do think that that's kind of an interesting thing about what happened is that they are going to really that I don't think Mary will let that race sit back. And I think it's potentially world record making final that's possible with that. And the great thing with the women in the 800 is they will not double. There will be no doubling. Perhaps one of them, Ajay or a thing, probably more a thing, might be in a four by four, but that would all happen at the end of the meet. It won't have a, anything to do with what happens with prelims and finals. Whereas we'll be watching in the men's 15 and the men's five and the men's 10, you'll be seeing athletes in those three events sort of moving up and down and trying to double and seeing more doubling happening. In the eight, it's just pure 100% single events, no worrying about playing doubling and doing all those other things. So we are going to see fireworks. And as we've said before, in the US alone, the top eight women are sub two minutes. So I think you're gonna have everybody in that final be under, at or under 157. I mean, I think 157, 158 will probably be the slowest finishing time unless somebody falls down because everybody's gonna be showing up and everybody's gonna be running that race. But we've got four clear sort of expected People. Now, speaking of Stockholm, again, watching the men's 800, men's 800 this year, holy shit, we have no idea what's going to go on. I mean, I just saw there's like four Algerians who have run 145, like four Algerians have won 145. And I think we and the Americans are not showing up. I mean, we, we yeah. don't have the most the strongest men's field. We will have Donovan there who got through on the world championship. So he because he was a world champion, he will be present at the games even though he didn't run um at he didn't he wasn't there at the u.s championships but he will be at the world championships and i do think that he at this point would be a favorite but watching that men's 800 and seeing that algerian just take it to that field and then i heard them saying that he was i think um steve obet was like well he's only the third of the fourth algerian and i'm like I, the men's 800 is more wide open than it's ever been. And maybe it wouldn't be if we did have a truly fully on um, Donovan, but it kind of makes it super interesting because it is the most Russian roulette of all the events that we'd be watching. Now I do expect the Americans to show up because they will be on home soil. And I do think that they'll have an advantage, but um, Clayton Murphy has not looked at himself. He hasn't looked himself at all. And well, he's not, he's not on the team, remember? Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I mean, we just, I mean, I just think what we're <laughs> looking at, what we're looking at is just complete chaos in the men's 800, which is going to make for yeah. super interesting. In fact, the women's, I don't know that I'll, I'll probably watch every race and every prelim and every final, but I'll be watching the men's very closely to try to figure out what's going to happen, right? Yeah. But remember the, 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 I think more uh, boyfriend uh, from AM outkicked uh, Clayton. Oh, that's uh, right. At the line. So yeah. he's front runner. So that, that would be interesting. You know, he's the kamikaze kind of, I call it. And uh, yes. Yeah, of, co of course, uh, Brace Hoppel, he, he, he has quite experience. So he's, and he looks really good at the U.S. Championships. Yeah, yeah. yeah he, he looks thinks really I'm not good. in 142 shape, but I still can win one 144. You know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and then also in Stockholm, we saw Career, and then the other Kenyan oh. looked terrible. They yeah. looked. I mean, Career watching him run in that first 200 or 250, I was like, 
God, he's so smooth. He's so strong. We expect to see something great of him. Of course, he ran at UTEP, was NCAA champion as a true freshman, but he's just kind of not been around this year at all. And But he still is so beautiful and smooth. He looks so great. But that last 150, 100, he was got shot out the back when the real racing happened. And I mean, we just have no idea. I mean, that's the event that will be the hardest to predict about who's even going to be in the final. And I would love, I would love, I think Bryce will probably be in the final. I think he's going to figure out a way to get there. He's pretty good strategically, but with Brandon, with, uh, with um, what's his name? We have no idea whether he can actually get himself into it. He's just so many problems that we have seen consistently with Donovan that we just don't know. I mean, I don't know that I could, I will pick him to be in yeah. there, but God, it's not because if, if I was betting real money, I don't know if I would. He's just, but that gives us an opportunity. It gives an opportunity to see a race play out. Whereas all these other races we'll be talking about, we've got some clear leaders and clear people, but right. in this race, it's just completely who knows what the heck is going to go on. Yeah, which which is which is fun, right? You have the two different eight hundred meters, women and men, and it's just you know, we, we, I like it. I like it. It's gonna be fun for sure. Yeah. So, other events did you see in uh, before? Um, what did you see over the last couple of weeks since we met? What what have you been watching and thinking of as um, as other, I mean, I don't know what other races went on that you were paying attention to that gave us anything to be thinking about before we go into World Championship. Anything you wanted to reflect on? Uh, you, it's more, you know, um, uh, let's see, I, I, I liked, you know, that, that's, uh, that thing that was in Oslo, but, you know, I like, uh, you know, the Jakob Inge Britsen mile, uh, 346, oh, that's what he ran, and then behind him, Oli, so the, that's really good for both of them, you know, it looks like maybe it's Inge Britsen and Chariot and then Oli versus uh, Josh Kerr, but, you know, that, that kind of uh, top three. And then, you know, there's always drama with Ethiopia, like, oh, now they maybe allow to double 510k, maybe not. So we yeah, don't we even did. have a clear view what is what. Yeah, we did get uh, news that they are allowing doubling to happen, which really yeah. is going to impact Grant Fisher probably more than anybody else, right. probably. Right. but. Um, and, and then we still don't know any, you know, we're still not sure, you know, Sifan Hassan just came back kind of, and it looks like she just kind of run easy, but people say she doesn't look good and all of that. So we don't know, even know what, we know she's in a 5k, but we don't know what other, another event she's in. I don't know what she should do, but it's okay. You know, maybe it's her off year. And we, if, if she decides not to run anything, it will be still fine. You know, um, yeah, it's kind of crazy that we watch a girl solo at 15, 15 and everybody's <laughs> like, Oh, she's passe. She's washed up. There's no chance. You know, I, I went back and watched parts of that. People were yeah. talking about how she gained weight and she didn't look like her normal poppy self. And I'm like, Hey, she, what she looked like is she looked like most of the other athletes looked like in April or May and is what she looked like. And, and she was solo and you have no idea if she did something beforehand or if she exactly. was doing something afterwards, we don't know. And people were just second guessing people just second guess all the time. I, I, I I'm not worried about Sifan. I think she's a warrior. I think she'll show up. I think she'll be in the mix. It seems to me to be, you know, depending on where her fitness is, it seems to me, she should maybe avoid the 15. I mean, the women's 15 is, I mean, it's, 
And me, Kip Yagon is just so good and she just looked so strong lately that, um, but we'll talk about that in a second. The one other thing I wanted to talk about was also at, 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 um, at uh, Stockholm, we saw Stuart McSwain show up and get his first race. They all got, they all got beaten um, by a complete upstart. I don't even know how to say this guy's name, but he's a former Somalian who now is running for the um, the refugee team, right? The uh, African refugee team, I think, right? No, no, he was on it and he left that team. So oh. he's, he's sponsored by ON. I don't know if he's getting money, but he was running with the, he's still based in Switzerland, but he's not uh, anymore with the refugee team. That he kind of started running with them, but now he's, I don't know exactly, we don't know his story. And unfortunately he won, so that he won't be at the world championships because he's, He's not in between anymore. countries. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So, which, is but, sad, yeah. which is sad. They should. It, yeah. it, it's sad that they should just let him because this guy out of nowhere, nobody even knew who he was. He beats. Well, McSwain did all the work in that race once the pacer dropped off. There was a three thousand meters. They ran really fast. I mean, I think they ran was it seven fifty, seven thirty one, seven thirty, seven thirty one. So twenty eight. Twenty eight. So they ran really fast, and I think McSwain was definitely under seven thirty five. And I remember Steve Obeck yeah. saying before. I mean, sorry, Steve, Steve Cram saying before that he was like, maybe you know, if he could run a one a, a seven thirty five, that'll probably be a really good effort for him today. And I think he ran seven thirty two or something like that because. They ran so fast at the last bit, but it was great to see um, Kiplimo from Uganda is definitely ready running, you know, 2000 meters less than his than his double distance, which is the 5K, but he's actually much better in the 10K. So he, and he looked ferocious with a great kick at the end of it. He just got he got he didn't think he was going to get beat and he got pipped at the end. I think he would have gone earlier and gone sooner. Um, but that was good to see Jacob Kiplimo have a really good race there. So that that was a good sign for the Ugandans. And um, I expect that he's going to be in that mix in the 10,000. But that that was the only other event that I thought was just really kind of mind blowing. I think this guy um, ran something in the vicinity of a 20 second PR in the yeah. 5, 3K, which is crazy to think about. And um he's you know he'd run a 339 i think 1500 a couple weeks before that so there was sort of some inkling that he was in decent shape but you never know how that plays out so i'm sad to see that sad that we won't get to see him at the world championships but um maybe it's better because he gets to go out on it he gets to have this high note get some time to train maybe get some sponsorship situations that work better for him and get get his thing situation sussed out because that men's 5000 is not a place for anybody who's inexperienced and that race is not going to let somebody come pip him at the line the way that happened. I don't think that there's no, no one's good. Neither Chepta guy nor Ingebrigtsen are going to let that race go that way. They're going to make sure that it stays hot, hot, hot for as long as possible. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, you know, the, the 3k is such as you, you think it's so close to 5k or 1500. It's just its own beast. You know, there's so many guys that's so good at 3k, but never good at 15 and five, you know, they just have this specific, you know, uh, um, uh, what's his name? The the uh, not Ryan Hall, um, the other Hall. Um, was he so Hill? Ryan Hill. Oh, Ryan Hill. That's right, from the U.S. Who was on the Bowerman team? Yeah, yeah. Okay. He was always that three K guy. You know, yeah. couldn't run a five K or fifteen. And uh, yeah. anyway, but yeah, that's that's 
that's a good story. So, you know, the unknown and then the 5K and 10K and, and uh, it's going to be great, you know, because because Jakob looks to be in shape and he's uh, he's been training in America for the last whatever. Right after that mile, he came straight to America to to um, to flag stuff. And so I think 1500 is first. So he will be just all out and then 5K is it's just a bonus. Let's yeah, let's just jump into that 1500, the men's 1500, and talk a little yeah. bit of a preview for that. Um, I, again, I'm really excited to see Stuart McSwain. I, I expect him to final, and I expect him to push the pace or try to be up near the front, but he just didn't look, um, he, sh he just didn't look like he's really going to be ready to do more than be in that final. I mean, maybe we'll be surprised. Maybe he'll be ready to run, but really we've got, um, you know, we've got, we've got really two main, people that were look three main competitors as you alluded to early on we've got um for sure Jakob Gebrechtsen who at this point in time has got to be considered the absolute favorite he's just looked he's been very hard to beat at every distance we saw him in that 800 which you and I talked about the last time we recorded how you and I were very impressed by that 800 even though other people really thought maybe it wasn't as good you and I were both like well given where he's at given the fact that he hasn't run a 50 second quarter probably at all this season and he went through in 50 or 49 or 50 seconds or whatever they went through in we are pretty sure that he is going to be sharp and ready to go um i just think ingebrecht it's ingebrecht's race to lose i think i think ollie whore probably has a better chance for a silver i think i would probably pick ollie for second given the way that they ran at the at oslo in the dream mile ollie whore ran him it was obvious that Jakob owned the race and he was owning it he was going to win but Ali Hoare did, he was there the whole time and he never was out. And I, you know, we've seen, we've seen Chariot, Timothy Chariot from Kenya, that if he cracks, he cracks, mm. right? And, and I think Ali has proven that he is, he is, he is the closest competitor in my mind, especially after what we saw to Ingebrigtsen, especially given Prefontaine and how smooth and clean and controlled Jakob's race was there and how badly he made everyone else look over yeah. that last bit that I just think that Ollie is the only one who really is going to have a shot at beating Ingebrigtsen and that will only be if Jakob makes a mistake in my opinion so I think there'll be these rounds are going to be fun to watch but I think we've got a pretty good idea of what's going to happen in this race somewhere between 600 and 500 out you will definitely see Jakob at the lead and he will definitely be doing the old Alberto Salazar, Mo Farah, push from the front, keep grinding and not let anybody come by and see what happens over that last 100, 150. That's what I think. And I think that kind of race style is definitely going to um, benefit Ollie more and Chariot less because I think Chariot might try to get on the front. And, you know, this is what happened at the Olympics last year. You had chariot and Jakob flip-flopping the leadership role and i don't think Jakob will take it before 600 i don't even think he needs to take it before 500 and so depending on what happens with that i just think it's not a good look for chariot and that gives me the opinion that chariot is suspect i think he'll probably end up third he might not even be on the podium um i haven't been that impressed with him but he did look good at at Prefontaine, it was just no one was really paying that much attention, <laughs> given how badly Jakob destroyed everybody. 
Yeah, I agree. You know, the only unknown for me, at least, is is this guy Kipsan, who had a great uh, first part of the season, and so he started so good, and you know, ran this this uh, this three twenty five equivalent in in a high altitude, and then I think the the the, the multiple races and and the travel, you know, he would go from Qatar to Prefontaine Classic in between. I think now that he is resting a little bit. It's unknown if he will bounce back and be on a top form again, or he's done for the season, right? We don't know. So that would be interesting to see um, what's going to happen with him. And then Jake Whiteman, you know, British, he beat Josh Kerr and uh, he won a British championships and he closed very, very well and he looks very good. But again, if the race is 326 pace, I don't know if he can hang. And so I think he's I think he might be in it if they keep it a little slow and they run 331, 330, he might be able to slip in there. But I don't even think Ollie will Ollie or Hor will let it happen that way. I don't I for sure Jakob won't. Chariot, if Jakob for some reason doesn't, Chariot will. And if Chariot does, then Ollie will just sit on him and he will have the legs over the last 250 to stay away from anybody. You're right that Whiteman does have that fast gear change, like that one gear change. But those kinds of things can happen at, at national championships and at races that are, you know, you can have those wheels and those kick at 332, 331, 330. And believe that's fast, right? I mean, that's really fast. But these guys broke the world rec broke the Olympic record at the Olympics last year. Expect the world championship record to go down. I expect this race to be somewhere in the 326 to 328 range to win. And it'll be 320 if it's three. If it's 326, Jakob wins for sure. If it's 328, there's a potential for Ollie perhaps to maybe slip in there, but I just don't see that happening. And I, I just think Jakob is the is the it's his race to lose. And I just he doesn't seem to me based on what we're seeing this year, the swagger, the chip on his shoulder, the attitude he's been throwing out there. It's almost like he's looking to keep himself like a little bit of Muhammad Ali, like get himself in, talk a little smack so that he knows that he's got to, he's got to bring it. And, 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 you know, this is a strategy we've seen across many, many, many warriors about how they motivate themselves when they're the clear favorite. And I think you're seeing here is a little bit of that sort of um, Cassius Clay, Muhammad Ali, smack talk, just so he keeps his vibe high, keeps himself up and rolling. Um, and yeah. he was not disrespectful to anybody, you know, really, he really, really wasn't. But um, I did see yesterday, I did a little uh, let's run perusing. And I saw that, um, I saw that uh, the American, we had the, our American, you know, we do have an American that could actually be in the mix here, right? I, um, I think that that is a place where we might off of a slower race have a chance, but I just, I just don't think that we really have any Americans that are in the same model that we had with Centro. And I just don't think it's possible for us to have an American be in the top five, really. I mean, if, he, if we get top five, it'll be because it was a fast race and people were dying off the back end of it, right? Yeah, yeah, I was thinking the same. Yeah, we're talking about Cooper Tier, I guess. And yeah, and he was in the hospital yesterday, but evidently he cut his finger or something. So it's no big deal. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah, he may squeeze the, the same as, as Cole Hawk is squeezing the Olympics, you know, and, uh, uh, but, you know, he, he's probably not, 
I don't know what he's considered himself. He's more of a 5K guy to me, but he he did close very well at the uh, US Championships with so many mistakes, you know? So he has a, so if it's fast, he can tag in and who knows, he may end it up at 3.30, you know, in a new PB, because seems that that seems to be a barrier for Americans. You know, there's so many of them run 3.30 in the last, you know, decade or so since Leo Manzano. Yeah, um, and I think Whiteman is ready for 328, 329. So that's why I'm like, and he's yeah, got, yeah. Uh, he seems to have a little more gear changing and he seems to be really on and he's super hungry this year. It seems like Whiteman really is. And I don't, as opposed to Kerr, Whiteman's lead up races and everything have been really carefully curated. And, and you can tell, I'm not arguing that, that Kerr is not being coached well. I definitely think Danny Mackey is a great and fantastic coach. Yeah. But obviously something's going on with Kerr where he's not at 100%. And so they're careful doing what they're doing. Whereas Jake Whiteman has been balls to the wall, hard going after everything and definitely has his mojo rolling right now going into this. And I don't think Cooper Tier is going, Jake has more, I mean, he's just been in many world championship final, Olympic finals. He's just, Cooper's only been in one and this is, he, it, it is a, it'll be a great learning experience. Whereas if we were talking about Cole Hawker, we might be talking a little bit different because that guy knows how to find a finish line in the 15 and he seems to win these races that you wouldn't expect or be in the hunt on them. So I just don't think quite, I don't think, I'm not confident Cooper Tier is ready for this, the kind of race that we're going to see here. If Cooper Tier were at the World Championships in 2018, 2017, 2015, the Cooper we see right now would be in the mix and we'd be talking about him. But in the post-Jakob and Chariot world of the men's 15, you, you've, you've just got, they're just running tactically sound, incredibly tactically sound races at the highest speed that you can possibly have tactics in play, right? And Jakob has learned how to do this effectively and he will not let the race sit. Um, and I, if they run 330, it's because they went out for whatever reason for the first 800 in really, really slowly, right? So, yeah. No, I I, I think if, if Cooper Tier makes the final, that's already success, you know, yeah. as his first final, and we'll see. But then to speak, one, one more thing on the 1500, you know, we're talking about Josh Curry and Ollie Hoare, you know, and then you you, you brought up uh, uh, Dave Mackey and uh, Brooks Beast, you know, and then on Athletic. It, it's like, you could clearly see, you know, how uh, uh, mentally an athlete being in a, in a team setting when the team, everyone in the team is on their uprise, which is on athletic, Joe jo, uh, jo Clacker, uh, right? And Joe Alicia Clacker. Monson and George, all of them are just hyped up. It's just like, just buzzing with success. Versus Sage Huerta ran an incredible 800 at, yeah, at Stockholm. Yeah. He, she got she got dusted in the last 50, yeah. but she was positioned perfectly with 100 with 50 meters, yeah. 100 meters to go, and yeah. she just couldn't get it done. She's yeah. looking great. I can't. I want that girl to move up to the 1500. By the way, like, oh yeah. yeah, I really want her to move up to the 15. But she, I mean, it's really great what you're seeing from that team. And you're right. When the ocean rises, all the boats rise in that, and that's definitely the vibe you're getting from that team for sure. Yeah. I bet I bet she will finish season with 1500s you know she yeah she never broke it two minutes this this until this season and, and and this this season she breaks you know runs 58 no problem you know yeah left yeah. and right so so I'm just worried the, the Josh Kerr worries is that that you know something is is not there like you like you just mentioned but who knows he's a he's a fighter and he will he will not 
he will not uh, give up so easily. <laughs> and if they do run a fast race and he is at 100%, we saw what he did in Tokyo last year. And yeah. that was a majestic final 250. He just ran exact. He, he obviously has that intangible that um, many of the other athletes don't have, sort of that um, you know, Manzano quality of being just the right place at just the right time to take advantage of just the right circumstance. So don't count him out. And I'm not counting him out, but I just think, you know, he is that big unknown in that field of the guy who meddled last year, but who we're not really sure exactly where he's at. And we now have a, an, we have an Ollie or Ollie, Ollie, or we've now got a new guy who, who, who was also at the final, but just wasn't quite at the right level now coming through and just looking incredibly good. So um, we'll see. So do you think anybody can beat Jakob or are you, would you put Jakob for the win? Yeah, Jakob for the win. Yes. Yes. Do you think Ali will get second or Chariot will get second? Uh, No, Oli won't get second. Oli will be third. I don't know who will be second, um, actually. You think maybe Whiteman? Maybe Whiteman, maybe Chariot, maybe maybe Kipsang, maybe just uh, another Kenyan, you know, the youngster, or yeah. I don't know, you know. Yeah. Cool. Cool. So I, I'm going with, I'm going um, Jakob, Olior for the silver, and Chariot for bronze. Um, and that's, that's how I see it. And just for shits and giggles, I'm going with, um, I'm going off on a limb and I'm picking Ajay for the win in the women's eight. Um, and I'm picking, uh, Mary Mora for second. And I'm, I'm actually gonna put, um, a thing in third for, for crazy. Cause I think this race is going to go out fast and I think the race is going to be so fast and so hard. And I just think that it's potentially possible given the lack of extreme racing that, you know, in the years past, a thing has run a lot of races and this year she hasn't have as many races. I think she's looking to be, if there's ever going to be a race where she's going to have a chink in the armor. I think from here on, she's the clear best. So th this year I'm making a crazy prediction and going Ajay for the win, going with my heart. Then I think Mary will run so fast that she'll hold on. And I think a thing will get third. It's probably not going to happen, but I'm just making that prediction just for shits and giggles. What do you think? For me, it's opposite. The race at the US championships that I think more uh, bounce back. back from almost being caught. Yeah, I think she she now has this mentality, and that was like the best thing happened to her. It's just like no matter what, even if she's ahead of me, she she's not beating me. You know, I have that new gear now. I have that new. Uh, I can I can beat no matter what solo or in a in a shoulder to shoulder. So I think and I agree will, with you. It could go either no, way. I know it yeah. could go the other way in the sense could that be. when you have that experience of getting shaken a little bit. Sometimes it shakes you for a little while, but I agree after oh, this yeah. year, yeah. a thing is just, she's too fast, too strong and too tactically perfect. But I think the shift here of Mary Mora, the, the Kenyan will add a new dynamic because we will have it be paced. And I think what we saw from Mary is she can run fast off a fast pace. So yeah. if the race goes 155, um, which I think it will, um, maybe Mary can't do that, but I do think Ajay can, and I think that it may be that. So I'm just going crazy off on a limb and making that play. So, oh no, I see your point exactly because you know that could be Ajay wins. Wilson is actually now believing 
Yeah, she's beatable, and I'm gonna beat her. You know, next. Night. And she's been preparing for the yeah. world championships in the same system with the same coach in the same way. She now has a chance, and she know. I think this is the thing for Ajay. This is the last chance. The yeah. last chance. This is it. And so. Yeah. That's it. And so I think that for her, it's like, and not that she'll retire, but it's just like this, it's like everything's moving in that direction. It's, if it's ever going to happen, this is the year where it does happen. And it's at home. It would be an incredible upset and it would be so cool to see. Yeah, it really all depends, you know, you, uh, how they're going to run the rounds. And I'm only thinking that uh, Mary, which is the least experienced, may run them too hard and won't have enough for the final. But or she will, she will think she has, so she will go fast and she will be, get past, you know, ended up fourth, yeah. you know, if that will happen. But who knows? We'll see. Yeah. Which is cool. exciting. I'm not making any predictions for the men's eight because I have no idea. I'm just going <laughs> to go there. So let's jump in on the women's 1500 now. So we've got, I think we would all agree that we've got a clear best, probably the best 1500 meter runner in the world. As I stated before, I've stated this before. I think Faith Kipyagon is equal to Jakob Ingebrigtsen in terms of her dominance at the 1500 right now. And in fact, I think she's actually more dominant in the 15 because we can conceive. It's hard to conceive of a situation in which Jakob gets beaten, but I can conceive of it. I cannot, over what I've seen this year um, and with with the what she just did at the world at the um kenyan championships in terms of running that 800 the way that she ran that 800 at the world champ at the uh, kenyan championships it seems to me that faith kepigon is is the clear favorite for the title here but there's a lot of interesting things going on behind there i mean at the u.s championships sinclair johnson's race that she ran at this i mean that girl looked amazing at the U.S. Championships, which was positioned absolutely superbly and perfectly. Obviously, she and Pete Julian have figured out what's going on with her. I'm bullish on her to get a medal at this race. I think it's a little bit open. And I do think that we've seen a little bit of a chink in the armor um, coming from Laura Muir, the, the person who we might sort of be in a situation of saying she's pretty much guaranteed a medal, probably. But I think Laura Muir will probably medal, but I don't, but I think it, she looked a little shaky in her last race. She didn't look as great as I would have expected her to look. Um, now she did run an 800 and she did that 800. She ran right on the heels of um, Keeley. And I think she looked really, really good there. So that was a really good sign for Laura who's been on the up and up and she's going to get it peaked at the right time. But I think we can actually consider Sinclair Johnson in the mix here, maybe for, for sure more than we would consider Cooper Tier, in my opinion. I think she's got more of a chance to medal. But the Ethiopians, we just don't know exactly what we're going to have happen there. Sagay looked so good with her in her race with Kipyugon earlier this year. That race was just lights out anybody else. Um, and so the, and, and they were so dominant on Laura Muir. Laura Muir, of course, she was not quite ready. She did a little bit on the back foot from her season this year, not being up to where she needed to be. But, you know, I think that you've got in, in Kipyagon and Sagay, you've got a, a clear one, two. If Sagay gets through those final, through those rounds and everything else, right? That is, that's, it's a little bit of a challenge how that all plays out. But those two, um, but Sagay's, her tactics are not particularly great she makes lots of error she seems to make a few critical errors at critical times so that's why i think laura and sinclair johnson and who else you think might be in the mix there 
Uh, uh, exactly. It's just so, I mean, I'm, I'm bummed that uh, Gabriela Debut Stafford is not going to be there. You know, she, 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 so she got sick, right? Or something. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So she's out and I, it's just so that de so depends how this, how this race is going to go. If, if, if the race goes fast because uh, Kipiegon pushes the pace, I think just, just two Ethiopians going to meddle. There won't be a Laura Muir, you know, you we refer to those athletes dumb athletes they know actually dumb they just not aware of the time they so focus on competing and i can you know consider african athletes that way they don't look at the split and thinking oh my gosh 60 seconds for the quarter no she is there i'm gonna go with her right if all of them will few of them a couple of them will will die uh, so-called but a couple of them can meddle you know so if it got a tiny bit slow even over the first you know 700 meters and they start winding up, then 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 I see Laura Muir, you know, catching, and then the same I see Sinclair Johnson meddling because of that. You know, she closed in fifty nine on the U.S. champs, so that's 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 pretty good. You know, and I also consider, uh, you know, she doesn't have a world championship experience, but she has the NCAA experience, going through rounds and doing all the you know multiple races. So I think she she will be she should be smart so other than that I, I don't know you know women well we do still have Sifan Hassan as a potential exactly. player here so yeah. we know that um this is why I think this race if if Hassan decides to run the 15 the final will be very fast because I think Faith Kipyagon now believes that she can beat knows that she's better than Hassan um and it's crazy to think about with what Hassan did last year, but she's just been so not present this year that um, I think that you'll see Kipyagon and Sege go out fast. The other Ethiopians pull in there. And I think that Hassan probably is going to do the 510 double is what I think she's going to end up doing. But we'll see. It may be that that distance is just too much with where she's at. So we don't really know. But Hassan is definitely... You know, the, the, you know, last year we were so excited about watching the women's 15 because it was going to be number one. You had Laura Muir on fire. You had Kip Yagon in incredible shape. You had Hassan doing the triple. At, and, and then, but having been so dominant the year before when she won the 10,000 and the 15, that we saw a changing of the guard. It is interesting now how quickly everybody's calling Faith Kipyagon, including myself, calling Faith Kipyagon the greatest 1500 meter of all time, 1500 meter runner, female 1500 meter runner of all time, where she got her, she got spanked at the world championships by a tired should have been a really tired Hassan who just destroyed everybody. So, you know, yeah. let's not forget that was only two and a half years, three years ago that, 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 that played out, but that's a long time. Those three years have seen a lot of changes. Yeah. I, I think, you know, so 10 K 10 K final is on, on, uh, on Saturday. Um, and also that's Saturday afternoon, the, the female heats, semifinal already starts. I think they started in, uh, on the day before. So, I think that it's kind of dumb to me because I see this the 10 can final is at 12:20, right? 12:20 in like noon, like 1 p.m. I don't know. It's I, I don't know why is that not like in the evening? Yeah, but uh, I think Sifan Hassan doesn't have the fitness for the 10k. So I think she will use the 1500 as a kind of she can fake it a lot, especially through the rounds. And if, if the final goes all right, it goes. But it's more, I think she's, you know, 
she wants to do the 5k but so i think she's gonna do 15 and 5 versus mm. 10 and 5 you yeah. know i i i think your logic makes perfect sense and it does it definitely is a it's probably the way um it's probably the way that we would um it would be the most intelligent way to do it right for sure yeah. so um, if you think if you if you just you know you referred a few minutes ago that she looks like she is just april or march beginning of the season so that would make sense to to run a 1500 yeah you know cool so well um well let's move on to the 5000s yeah. um i'm not entirely sure um who in the women's 5000 who will be seeing i i mean i know we're going to i mean it, it, with the ethiopians they did give more positions um yeah. so um, but I don't know that we'll see Sagay in that. Um, I don't know that we'll see Kipugon. I doubt that we'll see Kipugon. She's not really, we, she's flirted at the 5K before, but it doesn't seem to be the race that she has the most. Whereas the 3K, I think she'd probably for sure do it, but I don't know. So I'm yeah. not even really sure who we're going to see outside of Sifan Hassan in this race. And then, um, you know, you're going to have Ethiopians who have been incredibly dominant this year um, and have looked really, really good. Um, you know, potentially in the 5K, we could see. Um, I mean, I don't really know. What do you, What are you thinking about that? I'm excited for Americans. You know, Carissa Schweitzer and, she and really Alice good at Krani, You know, if Alice Crani and they, two of them are top top, they're going to run in 1420. They're not going to be afraid to go with them, you know? Correct. Especially that Elise is not running 10K. She'll be fresh for the 5K. So I think that's super exciting. Yeah, I agree. And I think that it is a race where those two women have been performing at such a great level. And um, it's been, I mean, and I don't know, at the last few races, you know, I have not been a big fan of Carissa Schweitzer. You've heard me say that a few times, but it is undeniable how good she's looking her, her 1500 meters at the u.s championships where i was surprised to see her run it wasn't it the 1500 meters that she ran yeah. she looked so good and we knew she did it just for the training effect just to get that effect she looks so strong so powerful in control good wheels and you know the one thing we always know about carissa schweitzer is she can kick she's a crazy crazy got a crazy crazy kick but she really was able to stay at really fast tempo and stayed inconsistently in position throughout that race. And so I, I do think that Schweitzer and Elise Cranny both have chances to medal. Of course, we don't know how fast this race is going to go, but certainly Sifon does not, did not look in her prelim. I mean, in her race this weekend, like she would be able to roll with the kind of, uh, it, it's a, I mean, I, I don't know. It's been a long time since we've said a woman was going to be in the mix in a 5k at the world championships, right? We've had women in the 10,000 in the mix, both over the years with, you know, with, uh, Kara Goucher, with, uh, um, Shalane Flanagan, with, um, even, um, Emily Enfield. We've had five, you know, we've had women who have been in that mix, uh, obviously, um, uh, from the East coast, uh, uh, She's moved up to the marathon now and she's pregnant. So we haven't seen her this year. My brain is farting. Our best Molly, Molly, Molly. Huddle. Yeah, Molly Huddle. She's also been in the mix each of those years, but never at the 5K. And so this 5K is like super exciting for us to have a female American in the mix there and to be yeah. have a play at that. It'll be interesting to see what happens. So 
yeah i i i um, that's that's really exciting for me to um, i'm kind of way to you know remember uh career search wise is her pb is 14 14 or 25 or something like that and yeah i i believe she's she's in a in a top top form and and i think she can she she knows that i think i think she will follow whatever pace it goes yeah so and then yeah she, she may as well run the last 1500 you know in four four or five you know uh <laughs> she's that that strong i think so yeah yeah it was super um it was really impressive it was really impressive to see I was not expecting that. And, and of course, with the disappointment of Elise Cranny not running the 10,000, um, but that 1500 made me change my mind. The power that she used in that and the way she did it, it made me say they know what they're doing with her and they've, they've all, Jerry and she have got this dialed up just right. She yeah. will be ready for the world championships. She's definitely got everything ready to go. And Elise Cranny looked great at US champs but it's still, you know, you still wonder where that, you know, is she the kind of athlete who she just shook it off that the struggle that she was having and why she didn't run the 10, did she just shake that off? Or, is, you know, is she going to be, I think she's going to be ready to go, but we'll see. But Carissa Schweitzer, I definitely see as being more up there. And I don't know enough of the other women in the field to actually make any predictions necessarily, yeah. but um, that's the race I think has got a lot of really great interest for the American distance fan is yeah. do we have women we now have women who seem like they might be in the mix in an event that we've never we've seen at the 15 we've seen u.s women at the 10 but we've not really ever seen a u.s woman down at this 5,000 before shelby but shelby wasn't focused on the five before she got i mean probably if shelby hadn't gotten busted we would have already seen her and we didn't have covid you know we didn't have a pandemic year we would have seen shelby in the mix in the five but not at a world championship us not a world championship or olympic final the way we're seeing right now so it's super exciting you know no no shade to shelby um super interesting developments in the shelby hulahan story by the way with um <laughs> travis tiger basically stating he doesn't believe he didn't say he didn't believe that she was clean he just said he he was suspect of the rival doping agency which um, just throws more confusion and shade into this already complex and confusing question about Shelby Houlihan. But I definitely don't think it's anybody's position, in my view, to be what I see on the Let's Run form and what you hear is lots of Shelby bashing, lots of Bowerman Track Club bashing. And to my view is, guys, it's way too early. You got one person who's got this weird situation with doping. Don't throw everybody out, the baby out with the bathwater with all of them. I don't even think you throw Shelby out with the bathwater. In my opinion, I don't, I'm not saying she's clean. It, it seems to me to think she either made a poor choice or she was doping without, she, I, I don't know what was going on there, but it's definitely not a cut and dry. This is a dirty, this is, this is a dirty situation, you know? So anyway, we don't need to go down into that road, but I mean, if you think about that, if we had Shelby this year, we would have three women in the 5,000 who were, I mean, absolutely chance to be in the mix. Now, again, we don't know quite what we're going to see with the Kenyans and the Ethiopians um, in terms of who's going to be on the starting line and what they're going to, what that race is going to play out. But again, I, I just think it's going to be like super exciting for us to watch that final and the women's 5,000 to see. Now the men's 5,000, we've got a lot of interesting things. Did you want to say something else about the, about the women's? Race. Yeah, yeah. So I, I'm expecting to uh, 1420s, you know, yeah. Alice and, and Sharissa will be in 1420s and po possibly American records. Yeah, I don't know which order. I'm thinking uh, 
remember, uh, Carissa almost made the three teams, 10K, 5K, and 1500, you know? So that's, yeah. She, it's, but Cranny knows how to close and Cranny knows yeah. how to find a finish line. So I do think even though we've got all that kicking from Carissa, there's just something that little, Carissa's faster than, 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 than Cranny at the kick, but Cranny has this, that, that sort of, that intangible find the finish line horse to the barn kind of thing that I just don't ever want to bet against. I just don't know if we're seeing her at, at her top or if we'll have to wait till next year or the year after that to be able to see her there. But um, moving on to the men's five, this is perhaps my, the race I'm most excited about um, going into this world championships. The women's eight and the men's five are the two races that I'm just going to be glued to every round. I mean, the rounds in the men's five are really not that big a deal, but they are this year because we've got our favorites on the men's side in the 10,000 doing a 10-5 double or a 15-5 double. So on the men's side, we've got a lot more of this double action, which plays into the way the races go. As we saw in the early aughts, when you had Bekele at risk against you know, El Garouche. And then of course, Kipchoge was right in the mix there those years, those two years there, 2003, 2004, there was just that weird race where that year I think is a lot of what we're going to be seeing this year, where you're going to see Cheptegei and Kip Limo. You're going to see the Ethiopians, um, multiple Ethiopians, right? I mean, how they're there's steeplechaser while I could be in the mix if he chose to be in the mix. I mean, they're the Ethiopians, whoever is going to be on the Ethiopian team is going to be in the mix. And we're not even talking about Aragawe, who basically blew up the entirety of the field at, at, at Prefontaine, which you and I covered in depth the last time. So, you know, we are, we've got Kiplimo, Chapter guy, and I think Kiplimo, you got to talk more about him in the 10,000, but you know, I, that 3K was a solid race for him nice. that we saw from him. And he will be there with a, with a lap to go, maybe making maybe making moves, right? Um, for sure, Chapter guy will be in there. He seems to have got his legs back under him. He's got his, he's got his mojo on. He's been racing. He's been racing, not, he raced early, but he hasn't raced late. He, I think he's going to be perfectly positioned and ready to go for this thing. Um, you've got... Uh, of, of our Ethiopians, for sure, we've got Aragawe, we've got, um, and then we've got both of the two kickers. Um, Barrega. Uh, what? Barrega, Barrega, who looks like he'll double, which is great because we'll be excited to see him at the five. Um, yeah. We'll be talking a little bit more about him in the 10. Um, but who's the other Ethiopian guy who has been just, who knows, he's better at the 5K, really. Um, he was an X-15 guy. He's moved up to the five more. I'm oh, Tefera? Tefera. Yeah. And I think Tefera. So you've got those three guys, Aragawe, Tefera, Borrega. I mean, they are definitely one of those three guys is going to medal. And we're talking about, and we're saying those three guys can medal. And we're talking about Ingebrigtsen and Cheptegei and Kip Limo. I mean, and, we're, and we haven't even mentioned at this point in time, um, Mohamed, who this year has has had some bad not really bad races he just hasn't got good selections and i guarantee you that that guy's on the same trajectory that carissa schweitzer is on in terms of training because they train in the same system so they are doing similar work so and he's he doesn't have the wheels carissa has but he has the wheels to be in position at the end of races and he knows how to suffer so you know mohamed who's who's dangerous at a world championship race. He's always in the mix there. He's going to be in the play as well. I mean, it is just- And Grant Fisher, who is better than him this year. 
Fisher, who has been better than him this year, right? Well, I had and Woody points faster than they are. <laughs> and, and, and has run much faster there. And then Woody Kincaid, who we saw, who didn't, who dropped out of the men's 10 and is only going to be in the five, who ran, what, 50, what, 52nd last quarter at um, when Grant got away at that race. It was unbelievable. Grant Fisher looked, by the way, we haven't talked about that. Grant Fisher looked so good at the U.S. Championships he was unbelievable. Yes, he got beaten the 10 by Klecker. That race will be a very different race. I do think we'll be talking about the 10 in a little bit. Klecker will be in the mix, but Grant is definitely head over heel, head, head, head and shoulders above him at the world level. But this 5,000 is going to be, I mean, it is hard to pick. But for yeah. me, I don't think Aragawa is going to be in the mix. I think he's going to get popped out the bat. I think you're going to get, this, this is my pick. So you ready? I'm going to go Ingebrigtsen for the win. Oof. Chep the guy in second, and I'm going to pick Mohamed for third. I think that guy has been so hungry. He's grumpy. He's not happy. He knows how to be in the right place at the right time. Borrega is going to be putting more of his eggs in the 10K basket. He's coming back as the Olympic champion. And I don't think Engerbrexen or Chep the guy are going to let those guys kick. Tafera or Borrega kick. I think they're going to keep that race hot 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 because chep the guy knows how to run fast off a off a off a slow pace so you know that race is going to be i mean the race is going to be crazy 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 i think we're going to see the greatest 5000 meters at this level that we've seen maybe ever it will if it if there's only a better one it would be seeing the three absolute hall of famers that we saw in 03 and 04 when we saw it's lining up like that, where you see El Garouche versus you got El Garouche down at the specialist of the 15, like we have with Jakob Ingebrigtsen. You've got um, Bekele up at the 10,000, like we have with Chepagai. Those two guys are, are mirroring each other. And then right in the middle, you've got this sort of 5K specialist who Mohamed just seems to be better in the five for some reason, even though I think there's something weird about the 10K, how it winds up the way it winds up, yeah. steals a little bit of Mo's wheels. He's very wheelie and he's very fast. And I know I'm out on a limb here. I mean, Borrega or Tafer is probably a better guy to pick for that third position. But I think I'm just going to call it as I see it. And I'm going to say, I'm just going to get Mo in there because I just would love to see him. Uh, I think he's very angry and very hungry. Those statements he made about not getting into pre races that he wanted to at Prefontaine. Then also discussing race of 1500s that he didn't get into that he really wanted to be in. I think he needed those 15s to feel the confidence that he wanted to feel at the 5K. And my guess is that Jerry has fixed that for him in training and provided training opportunities that have allowed him. I mean, he's got training fodder now. He can put Lopez Lamong off the front. He could put, you know, Josh Thompson made the Josh Thompson. Josh, did Josh Thompson get the time? Is he in at the World Champs? Yeah. So he got the time. Yeah. So Josh Thompson, who's his teammate, has been in the mix here, and he's got a couple other fifteen guys in there who can keep throwing at it. Plus, and so, but okay, you're saying why not Grant Fisher? I think Grant Fisher is going to medal in the ten. I think Grant Fisher is going to medal in the 10. And I just don't think he's going to be as hungry in the five. So I'm putting Mo in there because I think Mo is going to get it right. And I think Mo has too many world championship accolades at this point. And I think you've got to put him in that third slot, even though it would make sense to put Grant Fisher there. Right. But I'm going to put Mo there. Um, how it plays out after that doesn't really matter. So what do you, how do you call it? I mean, you said it all. I don't know. You know, it's... <laughs> It could get so many different ways, but uh, 
I agree. It's just they. It's not going to be slow. That's 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 first. You know, that's not going to be slow. It's going to be in the twelve uh, low twelve fifties or high twelve forties. They have to go. You know, two Ugandans, multiple Kenyans, Ethiopians. It's just going to be you know like this, and it come somebody can hang and and. And and maintain, then it's gonna get the medal, you know. But then, I guess Jakob is just gonna serve those guys and 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 hoping. But then, you know, you say, oh, Jakob Jakob is faster. Not necessary, you know. After um, four thousand and six hundred meters, you know, it's a diff different beast, you know. This is something we've seen from Chepagai in the past, exactly. which is why I think Chepagai is the guy to be looking at to beat him because. Chapter guy is the one guy who has the strength and the wheels at the end of races that we've seen. And Chapter guy is in fuego right now. Now you could argue that what we saw, I think what we saw from Grant at the end of the, I mean, he was running in the heat. It was the end of a, it was the end of the, you know, the 5,000. He made that big move and made it. I mean, he ran 403 for that 1600 at the end of the U.S. champs. He broke away and got away. That's why I'm saying there is no doubt that Grant Fisher will be there with 400 to go, with 300 to go, with 200 to go, with 150 to go. But I don't think that Grant is going to be there with 100, with 50 meters to go or 100 meters to go. I think they're remember just that, that was not, almost 90 degree weather when it he was. Ran. But we yeah. could have the sim. I don't know exactly what. Day, but we could have a similar situation, which does okay, put, yeah. you know, Cheptegaard, does that put him in harm's way? He's an altitude runner. Um, you know, I'm guessing that Ingebrigtsen has been planning for all of that heat related stuff. It does get hot in Flagstaff this time of year. They could be doing workouts at the height. They can also go down to, to, um, to Phoenix yeah. and or, you know, they've got places to go down there to get heat acclimated. I'm sure they're probably doing those things. So we'll see. But so are you going to make a prediction or or? Do you think, Barre let me ask you this. I'll, I won't put you on. Will Borrega or Tafera be in the mix? Will they medal? Will one of the two of those guys medal? Or do you think that these other, th there's just too many other players in there? I think Borrega will medal, Kiplimo will medal, and Jakob will medal. No chapter guy. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, 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 <laughs> that's great. That is great. That's great. That's good. We have a little controversy there. So, yeah, Kiplimo looked good. And Kiplimo won't let it happen again and get pipped at the line the way he did. But I think what you've got with Kiplimo and Chepagai is, you know, older brother, little brother. Yeah, yeah. Kiplimo, I just think that Chepagai is going to figure out how to be where he needs to be. I just think he's a class act. Of course, I'm a huge fan of Chepagai's. I've always been, but I, I just yeah. think he's a class act. So it's good that you put something in there, but something a little different. Yeah. I wonder if both, I'm not sure if both of them double Kiplimo and Chepagai 510. You know, remember, right? Um, Kiplimo is a, a half marathon record holder, so seems like longer the better. But then yes. seven twenty eight, seven twenty eight is is pretty good. Yes. For the half and, marathon, and we hadn't guy. seen him race all year. Really, we hadn't seen him all year. Exactly. Whereas exactly. we saw Chapter Guy lining up for certain things and being in positioning yeah. for certain things. So, you know, yeah. I do think that that's a great call and that's something to keep an eye on and seeing. But that men's five thousand. I mean, it, you just have these three that are in my mind just like just so interesting and so it, it'll be really cool to see what happens with this yeah yeah exactly and that's uh, that's it, it starts uh, thursday prelims and then sunday not not this one but the, but the, at the end of the championships yeah so 
So I guess we'll just move to the men's 10 since we're yeah. here now. And because we know we're going to be seeing Cheptegei, Kiplimo, and Borrega, these three characters last year at the World at the Olympic Games. Cheptegei did not look in all of 2021. He didn't quite look his normal self. He did get the win at the Olympic Games in the 5,000 um, because Ingebrigtsen didn't run. Um, and then, of course, in 2019, the last time we saw those guys all lining up with each other when when Jakob did run it, which was 2000, you know, 2020, we had a gap. There's nothing going on. But 2019, Jakob did and he got beat by Chep, the guy. Right. Um, they just couldn't make that wheel, those wheels go. But in this 10, I think we're going to see. I just think you've got you've got Kip Limo and Chep, the guy are going to make this thing hot for Borrega. And Borrega, you know, we watched it that I've watched that men's 10,000 final three times, probably, which is crazy to think I've spent that much time because. But it goes so crazy at the beginning. That race was so unusual at the beginning when Borrego went off the front and like pushed off the front. And then there was a, a Ugandan out of the nowhere up at the front again doing some work up there. But I just think we're going to end up with three guys in the mix here, pretty much for sure, in Borrego, the Ethiopian versus the two Ugandans. Um, the Kenyans, you know, we just, I don't know, right, this point in time is, you know, are we going to see, um, you know, this Rogers Kemboy? Where is, I don't think we've seen Ronex, um, Ronex at all this year, right? He has not been, he's been out of the mix for this time. This though is the race where I think we will see Grant Fisher come into his own. And I think we're going to see Grant Fisher medal. You've got Mohamed and Grant Fisher both training together. So just like Chapter Guy and Kip Limo, you've got two guys who are looking for a medal, who are in training groups together doing work together and separately to try to improve and be ready to go. And I think that this, just these five guys are really going to put in a, 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 an incredible mix. And that doesn't even say who else is going to show up from, I mean, yeah. Ethiopia and who's going to be in that position in Ethiopia, you know, Aragawe, is he going to be in the mix? Is he in there? Because this is a race where he, where Aragawe could go off the front and push off the front and really get after it. Um, and then also, I think that there was a Bekele who we watched earlier in the year. I don't know if he's a cousin to Kenanisa or something, but he won uh, one of these okay. one of these races too. So, you know, the 10 has some new mixes and some new interesting people, but I think you've got Aragawe as a spoiler off the front, but I don't think Chepagai or Kiplimo will let him get away. I know Grant Fisher won't let him get away. I think Grant Fisher's going for the medal here. And I think Grant Fisher may be going for the gold here with the way we saw what happened at U.S. Championships. And hot weather day, I think Grant benefits Grant. Yeah, he lives in Portland, but they've been having hot weather up there. And I'm sure he's been training to be prepared for a hot weather, hot conditions. So how do you see? I mean, I think this race will play out a little bit like we saw at the Olympics where you have some wondering what's going to happen early on. Is somebody going to go off the front? Um, if Aragawe is the guy that goes off the front, I think we'll have an incredibly fast 10,000. I think everybody now knows they have to go with Aragawe. The way yeah. that he did that at Prefontaine, no one's going to let him go because he proved that the dude can hold it and keep going no matter what. I mean, he ran 12.50 solo in bad weather. Yeah. In less than optimal weather. Oh, the, we the, weather was oh, the weather was pretty good. It was Chep, the guy who had the worst weather. That's right. Yeah. Oh, no, no, opposite, opposite. You're right, you're right. Yeah. So anyway, he had a good weather. He had a not so good. Yeah, weather. he had not so good. And he went off the running man 1250. And, you know, that's, 
you got to expect. And I think he's he's been a front runner, but I just think those guys are not going to let him go. And you've got the two Kenyans, the two Ugandans, the two um, Americans are going to cover. I mean, the American and Mo and and Fisher are going to cover. And we're not even saying anything about. I mean, we haven't even mentioned except earlier in the talk about um, about the about the American. And and I I, I think that Joe Klecker, you know, he proved at the 10,000 that he wasn't afraid and that he's willing to put his nose in it. Um, he's got a coach who failed to produce at the highest level on the track, right? At this level, he was never, I don't think, I don't think that Dathan ever meddled on the track at the world championship or Olympic level. So, you know, I think that there's some hunger in the belly there with Klecker and some unfinished business from the coach and he's got to have had his eyes dotted and T's crossed in his training regimen and planning. So I think Klecker, but I just don't think Klecker will be there when it really matters. I don't think he'll be able to hold, he can't run to the level. When that grinding happens, when those wheels turn over, we're going to see 60 second quarters, 61 second. We're going to see some 62, 63s, then some 61s, and then some 60s. And it it's not going to be the way it was at the U.S. champs. It's going to be, it's going to be what Grant did at U.S. champs in the 5,000. He's just going to go, it's going to be a sub four minute mile in the 10,000. I'm guaranteed you got to go sub, you know, to go sub four. At, at, if the race isn't so hot that all they're doing is holding on and running 62s, right? They could run, but if they run 62s, it's going to be super, super fast. I mean, so, you know, I think there's two ways it could go. Um, yeah. And who knows? What do you, what do you think will happen? Since we're on a Joe Klecker, I, he looks like he's in a in a in a form of his life, and uh, he is. I think he's gonna be top top eight, and if he's fast, he will he will be pulled to the fast time. I would not even be surprised if he can break twenty seven minutes, um, out of fast. If the winners go twenty six forty, you know. And um, speaking about hot weather, remember was Oslo, and a few days uh, well, three days later was. Um, was a Paris Diamond Link. That's where the Barrega went solo and was very, very hot. It was a 90 degree. I remember the commentators were saying, you know, 30, 30, almost 30 Celsius, 35 Celsius. And a Barrega went like 1257 or something, just clocking those laps. And uh, again, beats second guy by 20 seconds or something. So that shows me he's maybe good at the warm weather. So he will be my favorite if it's a, you know, um, warm weather. Aragawi, I'm not so sure, you know, um, this, he, he, he really show off at the pre 14 classic, but then remember three days later was Ethiopian trial trials, you know, in Hengelo. So I don't know if those other guys were already not there, you know, maybe they let him go. So it's like not important. We want to make a world championships team. So we don't know. And then Aragawi had this history of ups and downs you know, going off and everyone is, oh my gosh, and the next next race he's off or not qualifying even for the final, the, the case in the indoor championships. So he's a little bit unpredictable, but, you know, he already showed what he can do. So like you, like you, like you mentioned, I don't think they let him go. So, you know, for sure, Kiplimo is not letting him go and <laughs> if they did this game. So, and you're right. I think, I think Ron Fisher will medal. Yeah. After 10K. And uh, yeah, uh, I'm going to go with Chep to win. 
um, Kiplimo to get second and Grant to get third. That's what I think. And I think, I think that, I don't, I don't think, I think Barrega, um, I know he's got 332 speed. I know he's done all these kinds of things, but I think, uh, I just don't, you know me, I don't, I'm not a fan. I don't, I, I, I love the way, what he did at the U.S. champ. I mean, at, at the Olympics last year, I'm glad he won. I just don't think his game is going to work here. I think these, I, I think what we saw at Stockholm with that 728 with Kip Limo. Yeah. Yeah. I just think that chapter guy is going to go with him. Chapter guy is going to be there. And I just think that, and I think Grant's going to be able to have the wheels off the back end. And I think that Borrega might let them go. And, and I think this race is going to be so hot at the end that I don't think Borrega is going to have the wheels that he normally has. I think you're going to need to go sub. I think you're going to have to be ready to go sub four for the last 1600 meters. And I don't know if Borrega is going to be ready for that. And I do know Grant is going to be ready for it. I'm confident Cheptegei and Kip Limo can do it. So it's funny, like we, we talked five and 10K and we didn't even mention, you know, Yomif Kajelcha that is, you know. <laughs> yeah, I just think he's too, he's too squirrely, man. That guy's just too squirrely. He's too squirrely <laughs> to be able to pick for him. I mean, I think he might be somebody in the 10, but again, he, he, he he's not, he's not championship material. He, he, he's a, he's a nut you can crack, right? Borrega yeah. is a much harder nut to crack than Kajelka. And, and, and I, I, I do know that it's a little weird to say that Borrego won't do it, but I think Grant's, Grant's 5K at the U.S. Championships was a notice served straight across that he, even if, I think you might see from Grant Fisher a Prefontaine move where he does what Prefontaine did in 72 in the 5K, where he does wind it up and he says, I'm willing to do it because my only chance to medal, because he can't outkick, he now knows he probably can't outkick Kip Limo. I don't think anybody wants to plan to try to outkick chapter guy. Yeah. And you can't expect to outkick Borrega. Yeah. So who's going to have the, who's going to have the imperative? And you know, Mo's not going to do it. Mohamed is not going to do it. He's not going to do it. He's not going to take the lead. He likes to sit. And I think Grant will do it. And I think we're, we, I think, I hope Grant will hold on and Borrega doesn't get him. So I'm going to say, I think you might see a, I think there's a good chance you'll see Grant Fisher take a Prefontaine kind of approach this. He doesn't have the same brashness and attitude that Prefontaine has, but what mm. we saw from him at the U.S. Champs marks me, tells me this is the way this guy, he's practicing something, he's trying something, he's seeing something, and yeah, he was dying a little bit at the end, but I mean, it was 90 degrees, 93 degrees, and it was, and he ran a 403, and he rocketed when he left. So, and he's, and he's prepared now, right now he's, now he's, he's, he wasn't peaking. So I don't know. That's what I think. I'm going to put those three guys in that position is going to be interesting race to watch too. Um, what do you, what do you predict? No, I, exactly that. Exactly that. I, uh, I mean, it's going to be 225, you know, we know it's going to be 225 last case. So, and then if he starts a little bit earlier, maybe that's the, if, if he doesn't go, you know, before 1200 to go, there's no way he can medal because it's just, it's just too short. They can kick in 225. And I don't know if he can kick in 225, maybe, but then he can run a mile in four minutes or about, you know, maybe they can too, but maybe he can still the, the wheels, you know, and who knows? And if it's especially hot, so it, it will be for sure um, exciting. So him, who, 
Oh, it's a Sean McGorty. That's the third guy, right? With heavy yeah. metal. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we uh, quickly going back to the five K. Do you think Abdinur will make a final in the five K? I think he'll make the final. I think he'll be there. I think I think he'll be there when the moves and the mixes get done. I think his sound running and then coming back and running the way he did at the U.S. Champs, he was just. He covered every move. He did everything. He he was in there. He's not gonna let that pack go. Okay. Abinor is not going to. But I just don't think he's. I think he's too young, too inexperienced. And there's just too. You talk, talk about some of the greatest of all time. And and Grant will get him. I think Woody will get him. Um, you know he'll. I, I but I think he might perform better than Woody does in a fast five thousand. I think yeah. he may. I think he's gonna final, and I think he's gonna run a great race. He might even get a PR in the ten. I was going to ask you if you if you think that Woody can kind of break that mold of a s- slow runner, fast kick, but actually go with the when they go and not be scared. And no, no, I think no. we would have said to seen that from him before. And no, I don't think so. I think I think he because he didn't make it in the ten, he had more of a chance in the ten than he did in the five. I don't think he has a chance in the five because there's no way Cheptegei, Kip Limo, or Ingebrigtsen are going to let that race go any slower than sub 13 they're going sub 13 no matter what they might go yeah. sub 12 to 1240 don't be sub sub 1250 if they go sub 1250 there's no only there's only one guy that can do that in the u.s that's grant fisher me i mean that's he's the only guy that's got that can make that kind of a thing happen and yeah the race will be slower this year because it'll be hot or whatever else but it, it, it they're not gonna let it there's three yeah. guys there that do not want that race to go slow even yeah. even even engelbrexen engelbrexen doesn't want to kick with Woody Kincaid. Yeah. I I I don't think Ingebrigtsen could beat Woody Kincaid over the last 250 meters. I don't think he could. That so they're not going to let him in it. And if there's yeah. Woody Kincaid, that means Borega Borega's in the same category as a yeah. Kincaid. And so is Idris and so is yeah. Yeah. Um, so many, all those right. guys. They're all wait to the last minute and kick and there's too many Ethiopian guys that do that. There's no way Chepta guy, Kiplimo, or or they don't want that. That's why there's five, in my opinion, is oh, I mean, the 10 is going to be a great race, but the five is going to be epic. A- absolutely world-class, great. One of the great five, I'm predicting one of the great 5,000 meter finals we've ever seen in history that we're going to see um in the at in Oregon this year. So let's jump to the women's five, women's 10, because this yeah. is the play, this is the place where we, I think Hassan will medal and probably will win now i do think it's been what how do you say her name um letisembe letisembe g'day this woman she is the hard luck story of women's distance running she's got world rec she's got a world record in the half marathon and 102 50 or something like that right she had the world record in the 10,000 before she if she i don't know she still have it she might i mean she's no no uh uh, Hassan does. beat it two days after or something like that, right? Like, it was opposite Hassan and then she beat her. Okay, so I think that you're going to have a two-woman race here. Now, Obiri might be in this race, right? And if Obiri, she's been yeah. doing the longer stuff, so you've got a woman who knows that. So I think you've got three clear favorites here. They're going to be fast. It's going to be furious. I don't think you're going to see... Um, I don't think you're going to see Carissa Schweitzer or I don't think you're going to be able to see Carissa Schweitzer or any of our other Americans be able to really go with this alicia monson i don't think she's going to be able to go with it i just don't think they're going to be able to go with those three i mean i think what i saw from hassan in the 5k this weekend is that she's going to be able to do that twice she does that twice you're 30 30 
And yes, Chris Schweitzer's run 30-30, but not in a not in a championship race where the race will go slower. And so I think that I think what you're gonna see is I, I but I do think this is the year that Gaday gets a chance to beat Hussein. I do think Gaday can beat Hassan here, depending on her fitness and where she's at this year. Of course, we haven't seen them race as much, so we don't really know exactly where their fitness is. Uh, but Obiri will be dangerous. You know, who else is a little dangerous? Alish McColgan. But the last race that she ran from the UK, but the last race that she ran, she didn't look that great. So no. I don't really know. I, I, this race is one where I'm going to be excited to watch it progress because we do have Carissa at a really high level. And we do have Alicia Monson, who we're super excited to see her. I don't think the other American will really have any chance here. I just think it's too going to be too hot and too fast. I think Hassan needs to keep it hard and fast. She can't let it sit too much. G'day is going to keep it hard and fast. And Obiri's a grinder, grinder, grinder anyway. So you've got three women at the top of their game. I mean, Hassan's not at the top of her game, but she's going to show up. She's going to be ready to go. I think Monson has a better chance to be in that mix, potentially. But what Krista Schweitzer did this year at the U.S. Champs tells me that she's probably better than Monson, really. She really is better. But I don't think we're going to see that. I think we're going to see what we a lot of times see at this race. At this level, we're going to see one or two or three right off the front, really hammering. And they're going to be at near world record efforts or real record paces if the weather's anywhere near nice. And if not, it's just going to be like what we saw um, from Emily Sisson at the U.S. Championships at the, at the Olympic Trials last year, where it was a hot grind. And these women are just going to, they're not going to let it, they're not going to let it sit. They're not going to let it play around. And I don't think Chris is going to be able to go with that. And I know, I don't think that Alicia Monson's is going to be able to go with that either. So I think those are your three clear favorites in my mind. What do you, what do you think? Yeah, I'm excited for Helena Beery to see, you know, how she, she transforms that, you know, road fitness, half marathon fitness back to track, you know, with some speeds. And so, yeah, it's, again, really unknown because at the, the time of the day, those races are going to be run, which is right in the middle of the day. And um, and then, you know, with Carisha Schweitzer, I'm thinking like, is she thinking she has a better chance on the 5K? So she will be kind of like, I don't want to, you know, I have those 5Ks there, better chance for medal, blah, blah, blah. You know, maybe she she won't she won't do it. And and again, we don't even know if Hassan is running. So <laughs> it opens all. And then remember, they're, they're, they're going to be Ethiopians. You know, I, I think they didn't even, even want Ethiopian trials. I think she was like second or third or something. So I don't even know. Who, who those women are and then of course they they're great runners so it's gonna be uh yeah or even kenyan runners right we're just talking about um helen obiri but there are two more and so it's yeah i mean i, I do think that but i think what we saw from obiri in that half marathon this year where she was basically on world record i mean she was just crushing it she's obviously been working on her strength we haven't heard much from her lately i just think she's gonna be just just i i mean i think you know, if I pick it, I probably would have to pick Obiri for the win because I just think over the last 600 meters, Obiri knows Hassan didn't look fast enough, strong enough to get away. And I don't, and, 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 um, G'day has just gotten beat by everybody in a kick. So yeah. I think that Obiri is likely to be the one that gets the win here, but I hope Hassan, who is, I'm just a huge fan of Hassan, but I love Obiri too, the way that she's raced yeah. and the way that she shows up. I mean, she's, she's like the 5K, the longer version of the way 
that um, Kipyagon runs. She's just with so much courage and so much just so grit and just fight and fire. Obiri, I mean, I just think that I'm going to pick Obiri for the win, Hassan second, and G'day in third. I would love to pick an American, but I just don't think they're going to be able to be there. They're going to be in that mix. Um, so that's that's who I'm thinking is going to be in that that spot. But um, yep. Yeah. What do you think? That's the same. Yeah. I'm just wondering, yeah. you know, I, I hope for, for not so hot weather and then hopefully maybe if it's fast then American women going, you know, sub 30. So the last thing we want to talk a little bit just about is what we think the U.S. I mean, I don't think we need to cover the men's steeple. It, it, that's not as interesting to me. It's great that we've got um, a solid. I think we've got a really good team going in this year. And I think that there's potential again that American could American could get in the mix. But I mean, it, it's just not as interesting to me. I just, it, it's not, but the men, but the women's steeple is interesting. Do you think we're going to see a medal from an American in the steeplechase? Men's side or women's side? Do you think that there's not, not, I mean, I think Chet Mutai from Uganda is just running really, really well. Um, you've got Kenyans who are running really, really well. The Ethiopians now finally have women that are running really, really well. I just don't see, what I saw out of both, um, what I saw about both Americans at the U.S. Championships was just that they're not going to be ready to go under nine, and you're going to have to be able to go under nine to be in this race. And I just think there's just too many, three Kenyans, three Ethiopians, at least one Ugandan, who are all going to be in there ready to go. And I just don't think we're going to see any Americans in that mix, no matter how much I really want to see them. I just don't think they're going to let those races go slow. I think we're we're seeing. Um, I just and I and I just absolutely we we just have not seen anywhere near enough out of Courtney Frerichs this year to count on her. In fact, I actually think the BYU athlete is more of a chance to be in the mix the way that they ran it. But I just don't think any of the three Americans are going to be there now. Courtney Frerichs, the one thing we can say about her is she will be ready to go because she's in the same system that all the Schumacher athletes are in. So I'm more confident in that model's peak process than I am necessarily in the Coburn's peak process, even though she's been with her coach, Joe Bouchard, for forever. I just think Courtney Frerichs could potentially, even though she didn't look that great at U.S. championships and she hasn't looked good all year, they, they know how to peak. They know how to peak. So I might be wrong with her, but I, I, I just... I just don't think that we're going to see any Americans in the mix in, in either of the two races. I just don't. If, if anything, uh, yeah, I think it will be Emma Coburn. And, but as we all know, steeplechase is steeplechase, you know, Olympic Games and when Americans took one, two, when somebody missed the water jump, right? And yeah, it's Beatrice, just so open. Yeah. It's just funny how, how you can really predict. But yeah. I, but then you think, well, the the... the they already know it's unpredictable you know the 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 other the runners the african runners and they maybe are getting smarter about it and more consistent but then but then yeah if if anything yeah uh, it looks like um courtney is not in shape and other courtney waymond you know who signed with on she's not going to be training with with dayton she's going to stay in in with with her coach mm -hmm. um, yeah you coach yeah so she looked good at ncaa's breaking records and then a us champs broke another you know record 
So I'm kind of excited for, for her too. But then again, um, maybe she already peaked and maybe, you know, she had the long season, but uh, she's, she's, she's a brave runner, you know, strong too, strong. So. So what about the men, what about the men's and women's marathons? We want to say anything about those or are they just too much, too much today? <laughs> we, we can, we can, let's speak about uh, Americans only. That okay. Be, Why? You know? Yeah. I mean, I think that, I think on the men's side, I don't see any of the men really being um, in the mix except Galen. Um, I think Galen, you will see him um, with his nose in it from start to finish for sure. Um, but I don't think who we got the other ones. I think Elkana Kibet, right? And um, I don't even know who the other one is. Who Colin Beanie, maybe? Colin Beanie, maybe? Oh, that's right. Yeah, I just don't see them. Right. You know, when you think about what's going on with like, Camawar and Lasisa Decisa, those guys are just, just like, I mean, I don't know, but is, is Lawrence, I think Lawrence Chirono might be running. If he's running, there's a real danger. I mean, I just think that the only guy that we have a shot with is Galen. And I think Galen is going to be ready. I think he's going to be ready to go. I read a recently, I read a little interview with him. He sounds like just present and correct, ready to go as confident as he can possibly be really not making any excuses, planning on meddling, trying to come out with the win. He's only going to go for the win, right? But I don't know with those other guys in there, it, it'll be wonderful to see if we can get Galen. But I do think this might be, unfortunately for the U.S. men, we don't, we've got so much, we don't see any of these great 5K, 10K guys moving up yet. We're not going to see a Lopez Lamong as a marathoner. You know, we're not going to see Woody as a marathoner. So he's really, unless we grow him up and build him up, it, 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 I just don't think that we're going to see any of them in the mix, but I think Galen could be in there. Now on the women's side, we're a little more bullish on our chances, but what do you think about them on the men's side? Yeah, I agree. I agree. There's, there's nobody inside but Galen, but you know, future is bright. Uh, I hear the Connor men's it's about to debut in a marathon. So he's keeping, he's going straight from a top, 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 you know, uh, uh, what's it called? 10,000. 10,000, 5K, but he's, you know, prime, prime age, prime, you know, fitness, you know, as a, a tw yeah. mid-20s, you know, so I'm excited to see him in the future. But uh, yeah, I hope Galen is, doesn't have those niggles and, 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 and little pains that keep him kind of, you know, out of prep. I read the same interviews and, and it sounded exciting, but we'll see. He, he needs to run, you know, he's going to, be brave and smart at the same time so uh, but he knows i think you know how to do it on the other hand women it's just like oh so open such a strong team and then especially with the latest edition yes with with, with molly Seidel deciding to back out because she'd been injured we've got karen amato who we've been talking about all year we yeah. she said she's going all the way in this is what she's going for she's so grateful and thankful she's run yeah. now low 219 219 12 which means this race in the eugene will likely be um warmish not optimal condition this is going to be great for all three of our americans so, no, pa no pacers no pacers, no pacers. so kira so damato i think you're going to see molly too this is going to she's going to do very similar to what molly did she's going to put her nose in it and stay in it as long as she can We've got Emma Bates, who's kind of an unknown. I mean, we know her, but I think that she's somebody who could be a Molly Seidel. Again, somebody like Molly, who 
if she's feeling good and she's running incredibly well, she seems to be so strong. She seems so happy. She seems a lot like got a similar attitude and approach that Molly has had. And then we have Sarah Hall, who's just been, who, who's hungry, really, really hungry too. And all three of them, I think, are potentially ready to go under, are all 220 fitness, right? Maybe Emma, not so much. But I think she's got the skill set to do that and be there, right? I think she just hasn't run races that have been super fast or ready to do that with. Where Sarah Hall, I think, you know, if this race gets run in 221 to 223, I mean, I think these Americans are going to have a chance to be in it all the way, being on American soil. Um, of course, you've got, I mean, all the Ethiopians and all the Kenyans, we have no real idea what else is going to be happening with that and how they're going to play out. But, um, you know, you've got, a lot of women who are in this position of, if the race goes in that 217, 218, I just don't think the Americans will be able to, but I don't think it's going to go that fast. I just think yeah. it's not going to go that fast. So, yeah, everyone will be just sitting first, at least 10K, and then kind of start going. And then everyone thinking, okay, and I can do the 30K in a 217 pace, right? So, which <laughs> of these three Americans do you think has the best chance to medal? Kara, Sarah, and then Emma, that order. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So I, agree. I think two of them will be in the top 10 and then um, Emma should be in the top 20. If, yeah. you know, we don't know because she's just, she had a long post-COVID thing, I think. And so she's finally recent, in a recent week coming back. So I really, really see Kara because, you know, um, she has been really racing 10Ks and up to the half marathon and, and performing so well. I think she is just, just ready to go. And, and it's, like you said, very excited for opportunity. So yeah, that would be, that would be great. And that, that I think is a right on um, when a marathon is a Sunday morning, no men, and then women go Monday morning. Yeah. 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 So it'd be interesting. I am interested to see what will happen with Camel War. We've been talking about him for so long. And, uh, you know, he had that injury in 2020 where he got hit by a car, he got hit by a motorcycle or something and broke his tibia. And, yeah. you know, I, I'm hoping he comes back, but I've hung my hat on that guy too many times. And he's disappointed me so many times in terms of, you know, it, it, it's this kind of race, though, that he has a chance to be competitive in um, more than some of those super fast races. Right. Given that that New York is a place he's succeeded at. But um we'll see what plays out but um i'm mostly excited about galen and then the girls galen and the girls right on the u.s side to see how they can put their nose in it and i'll of course watch both of these races for the wins but you know i think kenyan on the kenya on the women's side is probably going to win i think that chet Nagetich is probably the class of the field and should probably figure out how to get that win in um but we'll see it'll, it'll be interesting so this was a really wrong, long episode, guys. Hopefully you listened um, and enjoyed it. And if not, then um, anything you want to you want to uh, to leave folks with, T? Uh, no, I'm, 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 I'm happy to have opportunity to watch it all because, you know, I think it's going to be all on Peacock. So no spoilers. If, if I don't watch live, I'm going to I'm going to turn off the, the media and then just just and then you can rewatch them as many times as you want. So, yeah. Yeah, uh, it will be it will be epic for sure. I'm excited, and I hope the stadium is full and the people are excited as well. And yeah, will be will be fun to recap the, the stuff. You know, it sure will be. We're excited. So, thanks guys for listening. We'll be talking to you soon. Um, maybe yeah. sooner than later. We'll see. Yeah, maybe maybe we 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 will do it next week, like Thursday before the final 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 weekend, so we can see what's going on. If we you know. 
Absolutely. I hope we, we meet in person and watch too, Steve. So yeah, sounds good, Steve. We'll talk soon. soon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye.